It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it through the weekend, made it to a Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It is Monday, June 27th. Yeah, nobody cares. There's nothing going on in June and July. NBA's over. Hockey's over now. All right, I got a show. I got I got work to do. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450. 384-1450 if you'd like to join in on the conversation. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. It is Summer Cash Bash at Thornton's. Each week, one lucky Refreshing Rewards member will win 10,000 simoleons. That happens all summer long with the grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Simply open your Refreshing Rewards app, click on the Summer Cash Bash icon to enter. That's not all. You can earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, Bud Light 12-packs, hot dogs, large Doritos, and many more using your Refreshing Rewards card. Thornton's Summer Cash Bash. If you're not a Refreshing Rewards member, become one today. Text REWARDS to 80313. That's REWARDS to 80313. Sounds like my lunch today, by the way. Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottle, hot dog, Bud Light 12-pack, and large bag of Doritos. Yeah, that's that's a good, healthy, hearty lunch. The uh, Deshaun Watson hearing starts tomorrow. We'll talk about that. The uh, baseball had a big weekend. We had a no-hitter. We had a brawl yesterday. Fantastic. Aaron Judge avoided arbitration. The Yankees... And he got together on an extension on the contract. That's good news in New York. Freddie Freeman was back in Atlanta. The Reds won two out of three. It was a banner weekend in baseball. Wimbledon starts today. Do you care? No Russian players are allowed. Novak Djokovic won his opener this morning in uh, four sets. He lost a set to somebody named Quan. I think that's a uh, Star Trek Final Frontier character. But uh, Djokovic, the heavy favorite to win on the men's side, won today. A new golfer has been added to the list of the Live Tour. Somebody else heading out. This is not, this could have been a big name. Could have been a big name. He had a year where he was one of the best in the world. And now he cannot, he couldn't hit it on a green with three shots on a par four. He couldn't get it to the green. The uh, NHL Stanley Cup was awarded to the Colorado Avalanche last night. First time since 2001, Colorado beat Tampa Bay 2-1 in Tampa. That ended the two-year reign of the Tampa Bay Lightning. No three-peat for the Lightning. Um, Did you see the celebration? Getting ready uh, on the ice for a team picture, and one of the players carrying the Stanley Cup slipped and fell and put a dent in the bottom of the Stanley Cup. Uh, they had a nice laugh about it, got the team picture, and the Avalanche in Denver celebrates today. Stan Kroenke now with two titles in his back pocket in the same year. Remember, his Los Angeles Rams won the Super Bowl, and now his Colorado Avalanche have won the Stanley Cup. College World Series, Ole Miss was the last team in. They were the last team in. And they win the College World Series. Their coach was on the hot seat in the middle of the season. They were 7-14 and 14 in SEC play at one time. 
But they get in, they get hot, and I picked them before the College World Series to win it. I sure wish I'd have put some money on it. I put money on dumb things, but I, I missed out on Ole Miss winning the College World Series. Had the Celtics winning it all. Yikes. Let's go to the Eminem Cartage Hotline, bring in Buzz Frank. First caller of the week, that makes him the early favorite for caller of the week. Hello, Buzz. How are you? Hey, I'm doing fine, John. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. You were talking about the big weekend in baseball, and I'll tell you, there. I don't know that you'll see a much better game than that uh, Braves-Yankee, I mean Braves-Dodgers game that was on last night on ESPN. Yeah. It had pretty much everything you'd want. It was uh, 2 nothing in the ninth, and two outs and nobody on. And the Dodgers got a single, another single, a stolen base, and uh, a uh, another single off of Kenley Jansen yep. to send it to extra innings. Each team scored in the 10th, and then the Dodgers got two runs in the 11th uh, to win it 5-3. They took two out of three from the Braves on Freddie Freeman weekend. It was a, a – look, I don't – usually I'm in bed by the end of the Sunday night game. I was flipping back and forth between uh, Stanley Cup hockey and the Dodger Brave game, but I saw I couldn't I couldn't uh, turn the TV off for that Dodger Brave finale. It was it was great. I I did go to bed before the end, but I saw the tenth, which to me was you had Freddie Freeman back in Atlanta driving in the go ahead yep. run at the top of the tenth, and then Olson comes yeah. through his replacement at first base comes through in the bottom of the tenth. I mean it it you couldn't ask for much more. Uh, for the fans down there, other than the Braves going ahead and winning the game. But uh, the other thing about that game, earlier in the game, the uh, the Atlanta starter, uh, young guy, Strider, I think yeah. is his last, yeah, <laughs> threw a pitch, and it, and it registered, and I saw 91. I thought, that's a pretty good pitch. And the guy says, well, he just threw his changeup. <laughs> a 91-mile-an-hour Change up. Yeah, he, this guy's got some gas. He was a reliever early in the year, and he would go two or two innings, maybe three once in a while. Long reliever, and he had his stuff was so great that they said we got to make this guy a starter. And he went deep into that game last night. I don't know how many strikeouts he had, but he had the Dodgers looking silly uh, a lot of times, and that's hard to do. Uh, I forget his first name. It's a it's a cra- it's a crazy first name too. But Strider. Yeah. Uh, is his last name. He was fantastic last night. Of course, Jansen gives up the lead in the ninth, so that he doesn't get the win. But he he's uh, if if he can, you know, you see guys that come along and they do this, and the first time around you see them, second time around, third time around, then the second game you see them, maybe you figure something out. We'll see if he can keep it going. But he's been really good all year long so far. Oh yeah, and it and it's good to see. And then the the other funny thing for me was to see Kenley Jansen of course try to close out a game uh, for the Braves against his old team the Dodgers and then later on Craig Kimbrell tries to close yeah. out a game for the Dodgers against the Braves and he couldn't do it but he got the win <laughs> yeah well you know you, there are consolations in doing that I guess um, I tell you that this it felt like a NL championship series now I know the Mets are in first place and the Mets are great Mets are playing great I don't think they're going to collapse uh, they're going to win the division, I think. But Braves-Dodgers kind of feels like they're going to do it all over again like they did last year. But, you know, that, and that would be a, a fun series to see. And I'm not discounting the Mets either because they really loaded their team up this year. But thinking maybe Braves-Dodgers playing for a shot at, at the Yankees coming out of the other 
other side, and then a Yankees Dodgers series. And I know you mentioned the Yankees Mets series, but yeah. Yankees Dodgers would harken back to the to the mid fifties when the Dodgers were in Brooklyn and and always trying to win that World Series, and how they've had battles in more recent years as well, and and it would have both coasts interested that might be a ratings bonanza for major league baseball uh i'm going to talk about the yankees here in a second spencer strider is his name by the way he's three and two 302 yeah. era he's got 79 strikeouts uh this season last night six innings five hits no walks seven strikeouts um i mean he's yeah, good and, and he's he, really good he he pitched a lot to contact too and i thought you know, with with that speed, he did have them looking a little foolish. But when they hit the ball, they they weren't squaring it up. I tell you who I love on the Dodgers is Will Smith, and it's not a Louisville connection, and it's not a uh, you know played for U of L, played in the city of Louisville in high school. I just love him as a as a player, as a catcher, and as a guy who knows how to hit the baseball. Man, he gets he looks like he's twelve years old for one thing. Well, and he comes up with clutch hits so frequently. It was just. A couple of years ago, in the uh, in the playoffs against the Braves, where he took the Braves Will Smith deep in a in a part of the game where the Braves could have wound up going to the World Series that the Dodgers won. Oh, I just love that kid. By the way, the, the Yankees and Astros split a four game set this weekend. Astros could have won. I'm not going to say should have won, but they could have won all four games. Uh, the Yan- the Yankees got a three run homer in the ninth in Game One, and uh, ended up winning the game. In the bottom of the ninth, they got a three-run homer from Aaron Judge in the tenth yesterday to win the game six-three. Houston won the other two games three-one and three-nothing. Saturday, three-nothing game was a combined three-pitcher no-hitter against the Yankees, and the Yankees didn't have a hit yesterday until the sixth or seventh inning when uh, Stanton hit a home run. And I said this buzz earlier in the year: good pitching usually beats good hitting. Um, that's what happened in this series. And if Houston doesn't throw a couple of three-run homer balls late in those two games that the Yankees won, they sweep the Yankees in New York. But, John, don't you think that, that a team that has power all the way through their lineup like the Yankees is susceptible to something like that? Because sure. they, they're pretty much swinging for the fences on every pitch. Uh, my thought about the Yankees is how could you even let Arbitration come close on Aaron Judge. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Wednesday or Thursday. They they were having a arbitration hearing. He was asking for twenty one million for the season. They were offering seventeen, and I think both sides just kind of went, "What are we doing here?" That's a four million dollar difference for this guy for one season. Then he's going to be a free agent, and I'm sure the Yankees and the Steinbrenner family were, and Brian Cashman were going, "We got to get this guy signed." Look at all these people that come to this ballpark just to see him play. Forget his talent. Look, he, at the, look at the money we're making because he's on the team. Yeah, absolutely. And there's, there's no way they're going to let him get out of New York. That was a fun weekend of baseball. Watch that. I saw the. Did you see the brawl yesterday? I did not. Oh, my gosh. I was watching another game. I've got the MLB package, so I'm watching another game, and they say, oh, there's uh, something going on in this Angels-Mariners game. I turn it over. Jesse Winker looks like he's uh, been hit by a car. He's, his jersey's out. Jesse Winker and Ra- Rosel Iglesias, the uh, Angels' closer, I don't think they like each other. They played together on the Reds. 
And uh, Iglesias wasn't in the game, but when Winker got hit, he looked in the Astro in the uh, Angels dugout, and it uh, certainly appeared that he and Iglesias were not exchanging Christmas cards this year. Let's put it that way. It was, it was eight people ejected, including both managers. It's funny how those connections last from season to season in baseball, and then you get that. And actually, some of the brawls we see now are. are really more of a brawl it used to be a baseball brawl with everybody coming out and a few guys pushing each other and then oh, okay we'll see you next time and they'd all go back to the dugout now at least they're getting some hockey inspiration i think <laughs> and, and doing something well it started saturday night mike trout took a pitch high and tight and the angels didn't like it so what the angels do yesterday is instead of using a starting pitcher they used an opener they put out a guy there that was going to pitch maybe two innings. He throws one over the head of one Seattle batter. They get the warning. No warnings were issued after the high and tight pitch on Saturday night to Trout, so they give the warning, and then he just plunks Jesse Winker. I mean, he was put out there to hit somebody. That's the bottom line. He, can, he, he was great. First start of his major league career, he gets kicked out. He comes out, does the press conference, says, well, I was jacked up on the first one, just got away from me. Second one uh, was supposed to be a, a cutter, and I yanked it a little bit, and that's all I have to say, which was well, great. That's great. He don't want to get fired. I don't blame him. At least he's learned how to do the press conference <laughs> and all that, and he probably got more notoriety out of that uh, than he would have if he'd have thrown like three or four innings of shutout baseball. Anthony Rendon, third baseman for the Angels, who's out for the year with a broken uh, – he had surgery on his wrist. Comes out and takes a hits Winker with a left hook because he's got a cast on his right hand. So he hits Winker with a left hook and he connected. Um, so I mean, there were punches thrown. This was a full out brawl. And uh, look, I'm I'm grumpy old man. I like like it when you throw inside. I like it when you hit it, a guy hits a guy and a guy on the other team hits somebody else to make get back at him. I don't want anybody to get hurt, obviously. But brawls are right. part of baseball. I hate that managers can challenge now. I, where's Earl Weaver when you need it? Come on out there and yell oh, and scream and turn your hat around and kick dirt on the umpire. I want some more of those. But we can't have that, those anymore. Yeah, yeah. We can't have those. Uh, you try to argue ball and strike, you're thrown out of the game immediately. Uh, you know, any close play, you can't argue. You just challenge. Now we just challenge. So um, good for the Angels can't and Mariners. for second on a for, double play? You can't Exactly. Exactly. Uh, the game has gotten soft. Let me get off my high horse here. But the game has gotten soft, no doubt about it. But it was not soft yesterday in uh, Anaheim. And then Jesse Winker double birds the fans as he's leaving, which uh, you don't want to do that. He said he, he said afterward, I apologize for everything except the um, uh, double bird to the fans. The fans pay to get in here and watch us play. We love the fans, and I should have never done that. But I don't apologize for anything else. Basically said, I hate the Angels and I hate Rossell Iglesias. Well, there you go. I loved it. And, I loved it. And maybe later in the season he'll get traded to the Angels. You never know. Now, these two teams, did they played eight games in the last 11 days. And that's what happens, Buzz. We see it uh, oh, yeah. in NBA playoff series. When you get to game five, six, and seven, okay, the, the tempers start to boil over a little bit. And uh, when you play a team in baseball eight times in 11 days – and maybe there's a hard play at, at third, a, a hard slide, or a play at the plate where a couple guys bang into each other, or some pitches inside. This is bound to happen because tensions get uh, they get a little hairy there. And and actually, one of the managers, I think it was uh, 
Rob Thompson of, of the Angels, or let's see, Scott Service. Rob Thompson of the Angels has said, well, that was Scott Service of the Mariners. He said, look, look at the schedule. We shouldn't be playing eight games in 11 days against the same team. It just shouldn't be that way. No, and especially when you're getting into uh, the heat like we've seen it across the country, um, that's just going to shorten the tempers that much more. I thought it was great, though. Anything else you got for me today? Yeah, I'm just going to tell you, I am in. I am one of those who's interested in Wimbledon, and oh, I want to see how the how the how the big three come out of it on that side and on the other side. As long as Serena's in, I'm interested. Yeah, I, thank you for the call, Buzz. I appreciate it as always. I don't know how long Serena lasts. This is her first uh, tournament in a long, long time, and I mean, we'll see. She's not going to be one of the favorites here. I certainly hope she plays well. I hope she can win some matches, but. Uh, I would be surprised if Serena Williams made it into week two at Wimbledon. I would just be surprised. But, again, at the same time, you don't know how much she's working out. You don't know how much practice she's getting. Um, you know, she's got children to take care of. She's got she's not young. She's a little long in the tooth for a tennis player. So, who knows? All right, uh, we will talk about Deshaun Watson. The uh, hearing starts tomorrow. Who's going to win the hearing? I don't think anybody's going to win here. The winner is not. Uh, who's going to survive? The hearing. We'll talk about that. And greatest NBA draft ever since we're a few days after the this year's NBA draft. I got three to throw out at you, and we'll let uh, we'll let Justin on the other side decide which is the greatest NBA draft ever. I'm going to give you four guys from each of those three drafts I'm talking about. All that and more. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Carney, Scott Spears in studio. Went to a couple church picnics this weekend. Nothing better than the good old Catholic church picnic. A little gambling, a little adult beverage drinking, maybe a brat, maybe a chicken dinner. Was it St. Martha's, Holy Family this weekend? It's a lot of people I hadn't seen in a while. It was fun. A lot of fun. Had to have my Shady Rays on. Don't forget, um, Shady Rays is an independent American-owned company started in Kentucky. Changing the way you wear sunglasses. Shady Rays Sunglasses offers an industry-best combination of fit, style, and performance without the big brand price tag. Things don't stop at the quality. They have the most insane warranty in all of eyewear, the lost and broken replacement warranty. If you lose them, if you break a pair, um, so I'm at the church picnic. I'm outside enjoying my third or fourth adult beverage. Somebody comes up. I got them on my top of my head, slaps me on the back to say hello. They go tumbling to the concrete in the uh, in the parking lot where the church picnic is, and I need a new pair of Shady Rays. But they'll give them to you for free. It doesn't matter how you lose them. It doesn't matter how you break them. You get another pair for free. The lost and broken replacement guarantee. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order. They've donated over 20 million meals to date. Look good in your shades. Feel good by making an impact. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is offering 25% off. 
can try them out, see what they're all about. Use the code BIGX at checkout. 25% all off all adult shades. That is ShadyRays.com. Uh, bats with a win yesterday at home against Iowa. Actually, a pretty good series. They split the six-game set with the Iowa Cubs. Won 10-5 yesterday. Bats won three of the last four against the Cubs. They travel to Toledo off day today. And uh, Bats baseball back on the Big X on Tuesday evening as Nick Kern brings you all the action against the Mud Hens in Toledo first of a six-game set. I mentioned Live Golf. Matthew Wolf is the latest defector uh, American golfer to head to the Live Golf Tour. He joins Bryson DeChambeau, Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, among others, Sergio Garcia, Louis Oosthuizen, um, guys like that, Martin Keimer, as guys that are going to play on the Live Golf Tour. Now, Matthew Wolf had a great stretch. He's got a funky swing. It's uh, it's Jim Furyk's swing on steroids. All right, it is bizarre, and you wondered if he could keep playing it, playing at that level, and he did not. He has missed a lot of cuts. He has been last on a lot of leaderboards on Thursday and Friday, and he's working on his game. In the meantime, Greg Norman and Live Golf come by and say, "Hey, you want uh, X amount of dollars to come over here, guaranteed, just play three rounds." Uh, every few weeks, <laughs> shotgun start, no cut. You're going to make some money playing. You're going to make money by just showing up. And Matthew Wolf has now left as well. Again, I'm going to go back to watch out what happens with good college golfers. Okay? That's going to be the key to this because you're going to have older guys are leaving, guys that have had injuries like DeChambeau Ma- and Matthew Wolf, guys are leaving. For the guaranteed money. Guys that are staying, Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, Xander Schauffele, Patrick Cantlay, they are more concerned with legacy. They're younger guys, and they're going to play on the PGA Tour. What's going to happen with these college golfers who come out of, come out of college, they got to go on the Corn Ferry Tour, they got to go to Q School, they're not making a lot of money, and Greg Norman comes over and says, hey, you were on an NCAA championship team. You were the second best golfer on your team, or you were the best golfer in the country. Come on over here. We're going to give you $4 million right off the bat, guaranteed money, and then you get to play in these eight events a year. And uh, no cut, three rounds, shotgun start, and we're going to have a lot of fun. It's an exhibition. I get it. That's what it is. It's not real golf, in my opinion. There's no cut. There's no pressure. Come over. You you make money. You can shoot 80 every time out. doesn't matter. But these college golfers who are going to say, do I want to grind it out on the Corn Ferry Tour? Try to get my card. Maybe I get it the first year. Maybe I don't. I have to play that tour again the second year. Get a couple of exemptions to play in some uh, PGA tournaments. Driving around in a van down by the river, sleeping in a van down by the river, right? Or I can go over to the Live Golf Tour, play five of eight events in the United States, stay at five-star hotels, and, uh, you know, make some money, make some coin. That's who we got to watch in this thing, those guys. But Matthew Wolf, the latest 
defector from the PGA Tour to Live Golf. There will be more. Um, I guess the biggest name so far is, is DeChambeau. Maybe Patrick Reed if he leaves. Maybe, I guess, Dustin Johnson, although he's 37 years old. Very interesting. All right, Deshaun Watson going to have uh, the beginning of his hearing tomorrow. Uh, there is a judge. as a female judge. There are four civil cases still pending. He has settled 20 of the 24 cases. And the NFL is going to testify. The union is going to testify. And Deshaun Watson is going to testify. Now, the bottom line is the NFL wanted to start the suspension at a year. The players' union did not agree with that. Deshaun Watson did not agree with that. So now what the NFL is going to do is say, okay, then it's indefinite. we got to wait for the outcomes of these trials. we got to wait to see if anybody else comes forward and wants to have a civil trial against Deshaun Watson. We're in a wait-and-see mode. So how can we suspend you for any definite amount of time if we don't know the outcomes of these cases? So the NFL is going to go before this judge and say, we want this to be an indefinite suspension, where for a year, Deshaun Watson is completely away from the game. He's not anywhere near the facility. Keep this in mind. Deshaun Watson got $45 million guaranteed signing bonus with the Cleveland Browns. He's already got that money in the bank. His salary for this season is $1 million. The Browns did that on purpose. They saw a suspension coming. If he is suspended, he will not be paid his $1 million if he's suspended for the full year. But he's already got $45 million in the bank, and next year his salary really, really jumps up high. It's in the $40 million range. So the Browns kind of saw this coming. And Jimmy Haslam, one of the worst owners in the NFL, period, end of statement. The Browns have had talent to get to the Super Bowl no, numerous times. Jimmy Haslam always finds a way to mess it up. Odell Beckham Jr., Baker Mayfield. Now he's got Deshaun Watson on a roster, and he probably isn't going to get to play this year. Now the union's going to come back and say, wait a minute. Ben Roethlisberger had a four-game suspension. Well, Ben Roethlisberger had one incident. This is 24 incidents that we know about. Remember, Deshaun Watson himself said he had 66 different massage therapists. 66. I know some former NFL players, and I texted one a while back when this first thing when this thing first started out, and I said, how many massage therapists did you have? And he said to me, I had three teams. I had three different massage therapists, one for each team. Deshaun Watson had 66. So the union's going to say, look, Ben Roethlisberger, Daniel Snyder, hello, the owner of the Washington Commanders, Jimmy Haslam, Jerry Jones has been in trouble. Remember the Carolina Panthers owner that got in trouble, ended up selling the team? So the owners, the union will argue, gets away, get away with everything. Not even suspended. Daniel Snyder, now Roger Goodell, the commissioner, says, well, he doesn't run the team anymore. His wife runs the team. <laughs> Wow, really? We're buying that? We're going to buy that? He's uh, given over his, the uh, running of his football team to his wife. Yeah, that's not true. She might sign the checks now. 
She might be a figurehead. Daniel Snyder, everybody knows, is still running the Washington football team commanders. But the union's going to argue past precedent in all of these issues. Robert Kraft of the Patriots, massage parlor, remember that? Slap on the wrist. Daniel Snyder, I don't know if he's been suspended one, one day yet. Slap on the wrist. Smart enough to put everything in his wife's name. But hasn't been disciplined by the NFL. So this is an interesting first day tomorrow in this, in this uh, I guess, trial, in this hearing. For my money, I think Deshaun Watson gets a year, period. That's it. He gets one year. He wins, and the NFL wins. The NFL says, look, we sat him out for a year. We can't control his contract situation with the Cleveland Browns. We're sorry that he's only going to lose $1 million. We're sorry that he got a $45 million signing bonus that we cannot touch. We are sorry that his second year of his contract, he's going to get $40 million. This particular year, he gets $1 million. We can't suspend him next year and not suspend him this year. Just can't do it. Union would, the union would never let that happen. So we'll see how it, what happens. I feel like he'll get a year. He'll get a year. The Browns will let Baker Mayfield have the reins for one more year. Uh, I don't know if Baker wants to play for the, for the Browns. I don't think the Browns want Baker to play for them. But they got to pay him. And if they can't get any takers in a, in trade, then they're going to pay him. I know the Carolina Panthers were rumored for a while. Matt Rule's on the hot seat in Carolina. He needs to win. He needs a quarterback. They may or may not believe in their current quarterback, Sam Darnold. In fact, they don't believe in him. So maybe the Browns are able to trade Baker Mayfield before the summer is over. If they do, then they're just mailing in this season if Deshaun Watson is, is ruled ineligible, which he should be. It's a mess. NFL's a mess. NFL's an absolute mess. All right, uh, going to do greatest NBA draft ever. I'm going to give you three drafts, and you can look it up during the break. But um, 1984. 1996-2003, I looked at some of the drafts, and you get four guys, four Hall of Famers, basically, in each one of those drafts. I'll tell you who they were. We'll go through it draft by draft there. You know about 1984 because Sam Bowie went second, remember? Remember that? Sam Bowie, Kentucky, goes to the Portland Trailblazers. By the way, rumor to, has it today that Portland may be in the mix for, wait for it, Kevin Durant. Damian Lillard put out a picture on his Instagram with himself and Kevin Durant, photoshopped, obviously, in Blazers jerseys. Kevin Durant's not going to stay in Brooklyn if Kyrie Irving leaves. Kyrie Irving and James Harden, by the way, in Philadelphia have two days now to decide. Kyrie Irving is up for, I think, $36.9 million player option. Does he want to stay in Brooklyn? Do they want him in Brooklyn? Those are two questions we really don't know the answers to. And if Kyrie doesn't accept 
the offer and becomes a free agent, I don't know where he lands. He's going to have to give up a lot of money to go somewhere. He's going to have to give up a lot of money. But Kyrie's different. Maybe he will give up the money. Maybe he doesn't care about the money. He is uh, unpredictable. And then James Harden's got a $47 million option with the Sixers. I think it's a team option here. And if they don't pick it up, then Daryl Morey, the general manager, has to come out publicly and say, yeah, I messed up. That James Harden deal was a big mistake. Even though we got rid of Ben Simmons, James Harden looks like he ate James Harden. Right? That's what he looks like. He's not quick anymore. He has trouble getting off that that, uh, fallaway jumper. Playoff James has always been terrible. He He was extra terrible again this year. All right, we'll talk uh, some baseball on the other side. Also, greatest NBA draft ever. What do you got? And you are listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage with ZZ Top on the Big X. I heard it, I heard it, I heard it on the X. Cash Bash at Thorns. Each week, one lucky Refreshing Rewards member will win $10,000. That happens all summer long. Grand prize at the end of the summer, 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Open your Refreshing Rewards app. Click on the Summer Cash Bash icon. That's not the only way to enter. You can earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, hot dogs, Bud Light 12-packs, large Doritos, many, many more using your Refreshing Rewards card. Thornton Summer Cash Bash, not a refreshing rewards member. Text rewards to 80313 today. That is rewards to 80313. Uh, By the way, last thing on Deshaun Watson here. Now, the Browns are awful for signing him, okay? Jimmy Haslam's a bad owner. They signed Deshaun Watson. They're going to try to dump Baker Mayfield. But let's don't forget the Houston Texans in all this. One of the four women still suing Watson, has filed a civil lawsuit today against the Houston Texans. This is new information about what the Texans, she claims, knew about Watson. The lawsuit says the owner of the massage business that the Texans used complained to the team multiple times about Deshaun Watson's behavior. So is this an instance of The organization looking the other way here. Deshaun Watson, he's our star quarterback. He's the face of the franchise. He might be doing some bad things at this massage parlor and might not be treating some people the right way. But you know what? We're just going to pay him a little money and and look the other way. Just, Just keep it in mind. Will it come up at the hearing tomorrow? We shall see. Because if I'm the NFL, I'm bringing it up. I'm saying, look, here's another lawsuit just out. And this one's against, not against Deshaun Watson, but it's against the Texans. So there's definitely, you know, there's no doubt there's a smoking gun here. There's no doubt where there's smoke, there's fire. All right, greatest draft ever in the NBA. I saw this, uh, I saw the tweet, and it just got me thinking, what's the greatest draft in the NBA ever? 1984, everybody knows Michael Jordan was picked. 
Everybody knows he was picked third behind Sam Bowie, who the Blazers took in the two spot. Hakeem Olajuwon was the number one pick that year of the Houston Rockets. Great pick. Hakeem Olajuwon, one of the best centers ever in NBA history. He's got two titles, defensive player of the year multiple times. His offensive stats are uh, this, almost exactly the same as Shaquille O'Neal's. So you got Hakeem at number one. Michael Jordan was in that draft. John Stockton of John Stockton and Carl Malone fame was in that draft as well. And Charles Barkley, who never won a title, famously, but Hall of Famer. You got four Hall of Famers there in that single draft. That's pretty good. Now I'm old school. I'm probably going to pick that one because of Hakeem and Michael. Is Michael the best player in the game ever, or is it LeBron? I mean, that is the argument we're going to have for the next X number of years. That's been an argument for the last 15 years. If you're of a certain age, you go with Michael Jordan. If you're younger than that certain age, you usually go with LeBron James. But Michael, Hakeem, John Stockton, Charles Barkley, 84. 1996 draft, Kobe Bryant, Allen Iverson, Never won a title, but never had great players with him. Got to a finals uh, against the Lakers, and they won a game in L.A. because of Allen Iverson. Ray Allen, maybe the best shooter. No uh, you know, apologies to Seth Cur- Steph Curry here. Maybe the best shooter in NBA history. Ray Allen helped the Celtics win a title. Was on a Miami team that won a title. And Steve Nash, current coach of the Brooklyn Nets, although some people think Kyrie was the coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Steve Nash, uh, Santa Clara, I believe, University. Great point guard in the NBA with Dallas, Phoenix, among others. So Kobe, AI, Ray Allen, Steve Nash. 2003, LeBron James, everybody knows. Dwayne Wade was in that draft, out of Marquette. He wasn't the second pick. I, in fact, I got to look it up. I think he was in the middle of the middle of the, uh, of the first round. But Dwayne Wade's a Hall of Famer. Dwayne Wade won a couple titles with LeBron in Miami. Remember him at Marquette when he beat Kentucky, basically by himself. Tom Crean was coaching, so uh, coaching didn't win that game against Kentucky. Chris Bosh, who was also on that Miami threesome of, of LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh, was in that draft. And Carmelo Anthony, who's still playing, by the way, along with LeBron, Carmelo Anthony, who played one year for Syracuse, won a national championship, and he has been a great scorer in the NBA. So there you go. 84, Jordan, Hakeem, Stockton, and Barkley. 96, Kobe, Iverson, Ray Allen, Steve Nash. And 2003, LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, Carmelo Anthony. Here's why I like the 84 draft. Because I only need to use the one name for each guy. Michael, Hakeem, Stockton, Barkley. You know who I'm talking about. 96, I go Kobe, Iverson. Then I have to say the full name Ray Allen, and I have to say the full name Steve Nash. Maybe you know who I'm talking about if I say Nash. But if I say Allen, you have to think about it. 
In 2003, LeBron, Wade, Bosch, Carmelo. I guess I can use first names on all those guys. Now, Justin, Scooter on the other side of the glass, I think he goes 03. You went 03, correct? Yeah. All right, we'll fight later. It's a tough call. It's a tough call. For me, Jordan puts the 84 draft over the top. Uh-oh. I went. Oh, 03. no, he wants to say something. I went 03, but Jordan is definitely over LeBron. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. All right. And, and somebody your age usually doesn't feel that way. But in my mind, Jordan, because he's in that draft, that's the greatest draft of all time. Now, if he was there with a bunch of no names, it wouldn't be. But you've got three more Hall of Famers there in Olajuwon, Stockton, and Barkley. All right. That was fun. It wasted some time. College World Series, Ole Miss beats Arkansas or uh, beats Oklahoma, excuse me, twice over the weekend, ten to three, four to two yesterday. Uh, that I think that game was scoreless through seven. Ole Miss won it on a pass ball and a and a balk, uh, but the, but they won it. That's the bottom line. And the SEC now has won eight college baseball World Series titles since two thousand eleven. Um, and this was again last team in the field. You don't see this very often. Last team in the field, their, as I mentioned, their, their coach was on the brink of getting fired if they didn't get in. They were 7-14 and 14 in SEC play at one point. They finished the regular season on a 20-6 run to get into the tournament. Uh, didn't play particularly great in the SEC tournament, but that end-of-the-year run got them in the big dance, and they only lost one game throughout. They lost to Arkansas. They lost one game throughout the uh, College World Series, the regionals, sub-regionals, and all that. It's, it's a team that got hot at the right time, and it's why I love baseball. It's why I love baseball, because you never know. You never know. All right, major leagues yesterday. Talked about this with Buzz earlier in the hour, but the Yankees in Houston had a really fun four-game set. Yankees won the first game 7-6. to six. There were four three-run homers in that game, two by the Astros and two by the Yankees. Um, and the last one by the Yankees was in the bottom of the ninth inning. It allowed them to come from behind and beat Houston seven to six. Houston wins game two, three to one, and then game three, a no hitter, a combined no hitter, three nothing. By the way, that's only the second time the Yankees have been no hit at Yankee Stadium since 1951. The other time, Houston Astros back in 2001. I, uh, I got to look that up. I can't, I can't, I got, I got to look that one up. That one's escaping my memory, and I didn't write it down. But the Astros are the only other team to no-hit the Yankees in Yankee Stadium since 51. And that was a six-pitcher no-hitter. This was a three-pitcher no-hitter. And then the Yankees didn't get a hit for six or six innings in game four before Stanton hits a home run, D.J. LeMahieu hits a two-run homer in the bottom of the ninth to tie it at three, and an Aaron Judge with a three-run walk-off homer in the bottom of the tenth. Great baseball, and don't be surprised if it's Yankees-Astros in the American League Championship Series. The Twins are leading the Central. The Twins are good. They're good. But the Twins always choke against the Yankees. They're probably going to choke against the Astros if they have to play Houston. Who else gets in out of the American League? Well, Tampa Bay, probably going to get in. They're, uh, you know who's in second place in the American League East? 
the Boston Red Sox. They were left for dead a month ago. A month ago. They were left for dead. They swept Cleveland in a three-game set in Cleveland. Uh, they won eight of their last ten, seven in a row. They've got uh, a game-and-a-half lead on the Rays now. I think Tampa Bay is better than Boston, and they'll, they'll eventually get to the, uh, to the playoffs. But don't forget Toronto. Toronto lost two out of three in Milwaukee this weekend, but the Blue Jays are 40-32. and 32. They're tied for third with the Rays in the East. So, to be fair, all four of those teams might get in. All four might get in. Minnesota leads the Central by eight games. The Guardians are, uh, are two games back, I should say, at 36-32. and 32. The White Sox have been a big disappointment. Tigers, the Twins, Guardians, one of those two will get in the playoffs, but only one. And then the Astros have a 10.5 game lead in the West. The Rangers are in second place. Texas is 34 and 37, and they're in second place. So it certainly feels like um, it's the American League East plus two other teams in the playoffs out of the American League. Reds won two out of three in San Francisco. Couldn't believe it. They beat the. Uh, Giants 4-2 Friday, lost 9-2 Saturday, and won 10-3 yesterday. Reds are off today before they open a series in Wrigley on, uh, on Tuesday. Dodgers are the team to beat still in the National League, I believe. Two-game lead over San Diego, 6.5 over the Giants now. The Dodgers won two out of three in Atlanta. That was fun. That was a fun game last night. Game one, it was the Freddie Freeman experience. Um, I, I mentioned after the draft, after the NBA draft on Friday morning during the show that, that Jay Nivey was still crying. I think Freddie Freeman's still crying too. I mean, he had a lot of tears going. Had his family. Chipper Jones was there. on. He cried enough Friday, and then Chipper Jones showed up on Saturday, and that, he lost it then. But I mean, he had a great weekend in Atlanta. He got his ring, big hugs with Brian Snicker, the Braves manager, and uh, uh, it, it was a feel-good story. It's not going to feel as good in October if the Dodgers end up having to play some games in Atlanta, which is extremely possible. Uh, they loved Freddie last, this weekend. I'm not sure if they're going to be pulling for Freddie in October. Mets are 47-27. and 27. They, they won two out of three in Miami over the weekend. They're the real deal. Uh, I, I've said this for the last few years. Hey, they're going to do Mets things. We called it Mets things. That just means they're going to screw up. That's what the Mets do. But they are not screwing up. Pete Alonso's been great. The pitching staff's going to get Scherzer and DeGrom back at some point. Scherzer is really close, and DeGrom's not far behind. And when they get those two guys back, keep hitting the way they are with Lindor and Nimmo at the top and Pete Alonzo, Sterling Marte, Starling Marte, Mets are good. Braves are 10 over 500, but five games back. So Mets, Braves, probably going to make the playoffs. Brewers, Cardinals, probably going to make the playoffs. Dodgers, Padres. There you go. Those are your playoff teams. Enjoy your Monday. Wear your Shady Rays. Get some stuff done because it's going to rain all weekend long. Thanks for listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.